everyone. My name is Marielle, and I am the founder of Travel Experiences Reimagined, the podcast for travel enthusiasts, wanderlusts, and adventure seekers, craving to learn more about tours and excursions from all over the world through the eyes of a new tour guide or host each episode. everyone. When you think of a local tour guide, what comes to mind? Someone knowledgeable of the area? Someone who knows the ins and outs? A person who you can ask for any type of question to? Wouldn't it be nice to have a buddy to help you in any way or need that you may have when traveling? Fear not as my guest Mappa on today's episode created a fun and unique travel and tourism business called Columbian Buddy, where she offers more than just private experiences, but they love to go above and beyond by listening to you, the traveler and tourist, on what you want based on your likes, your budget, and interests. Welcome, Mappa. Did I miss anything? No, 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 Mari. I think you described us very well. Thank you for that introduction, this wonderful introduction. Thank you. So, <laughs> I, I, know you. I appreciate that. No, I, I try to make every introduction amazing because each and every one of these tour guides coming onto the podcast, you are all wonderful. So I, I always would like to shout that out. I love to begin every episode with a bit of your background, right? I'd love to know, have you lived other places, other jobs that you've had, just to give the listeners a little bit more of an idea of you. Okay. So I am a, an electronic and electrical engineer. I studied like this both two careers. And actually, when you asked uh, about my past, if I lived somewhere, I did live somewhere in, I lived in Germany for one year in 2005. And I made an exchange there. And, uh, and yeah, and after finishing university uh, with my best friend, we decided to make a backpack trip. And yeah, we started and uh, so it was right before having any job, any responsibilities. So we just left. <laughs> wow. I, those are always the best. I'm so envious of anybody who does these backpacking trips. And I'm going to say more or less before or after college, right? Right before you go to college or right after you finish college. I think it's a great way to see the world and you can do it on a budget, right? You don't need to stay in five-star hotels. You don't need to buy the best of the best. You can do travel on a cheaper budget. And I love that you did that. And so was that part of the inspiration to start Colombian Buddy? Yeah, that was part of the inspiration to start this. Uh, so uh, I've always known I love this country. Like Colombia for me is like my place in the world. I have known that yeah since I was a child uh, because of my parents singing me the Colombian songs and traveling around and so on. And when I traveled to, when I lived in Germany, that year when really the image of Colombia was very bad. It is still bad in some places but at that time 2005 it was very bad so everybody spoke about cocaine about all these problems we we had even they didn't want to be mean they, they just wanted to break the ice I discovered that afterwards yeah but at that moment I got very mad with this uh, with these comments I got like I was very I am very, very passionate, actually, in my normal life. But yeah, when somebody said something about Colombia, when they didn't know how it was here, like the wonderful country we had. So, uh, yeah. I think that is a big misconception. You know, I went to, funny enough, right before the pandemic hit, I went to Cartagena and about 30 minutes, no, it was about an hour south of Cartagena. So in between Barranquilla and Cartagena. 
And I felt very lucky that my husband knew someone who was our local guide, right? Who picked us up, who took us around, who showed us the cool places because Columbia is a beautiful place. But I think the biggest misconception is safety, right? People want to feel safe when they travel, as safe as possible, right? Things come up all the time, even in your hometown. I think we can be as safe as we possibly can. But I really want to debunk the safety of Columbia, right? Are there better towns to go to that are, I'm going to say, safer and more tourist friendly that you think you would recommend people going to? So there is... Yeah, one thing, as you said, like, bad things can happen anywhere. I cannot tell people and, and be a liar and tell, like, nothing will happen to you. This is super safe, yeah, because, yeah, it's like, for example, you are in Bogota. This is, anyway, the capital, but things can happen. And we do have more safety problems than other countries. Yeah, we are not, like, let's say Finland, let's say Sweden, let's say Yeah, I don't think you're the most unsafe place, but I certainly feel Colombia as a whole may not be the quote unquote safest place and maybe not be a place people feel so secure. So I guess the question I have is through your company, right? Explain to me the process a little bit, because through your website, you offer so much, which I think is amazing. But if I wanted to hire Colombian Buddy, right, to help me feel safe and to have that local guide, What is your process around that so someone can book with you, right, and to show you around so you know the language, you know the hidden gems, you know the spots? I'd love to know, like, the booking process around this. Yeah, I know there is a, a big concern about safety, but uh, to be honest, like, I go here anywhere. Like, I don't choose places when I decide to go with people because of safety, but more because of what they want, because Uh, of course, there are, for example, itself in Bogota, Medellin, in Cartagena, there are uh, neighborhoods that are safer, yeah? But it also depends on how you behave, yeah? Because you can be in a very poor neighborhood and be totally safe. And actually, uh, for me, like, the feeling I have is that, like, in if you are... Uh, relax it and you don't do things like to call attention from others like nothing uh, should happen yeah and so it, the process we do is, is it is based more on what people want to do and how it is yeah what makes I cannot change people minds and tell them like we go here and you will be safe and feel safe if people Some people are more insecure. They are uh, they are more afraid. Yeah, there are people that are super relaxed. They don't care. There are people. So we base things on the interests and also on the way people are. So if there is somebody who has always told us no, but this is safe, but can we go there and so on? So we we are a little bit more careful, like to take them to places in any city. And we're in Colombia, anywhere in Colombia. Actually, for example, tomorrow I'm, I'm having a a trip with a, a gay couple from Germany. That makes me so excited because I did the same trip last weekend with my with my girlfriend. And it's like we are traveling overnight. We are going to stop. Like, uh, this is kind of, they are very relaxed people. So they don't care about real planning unless they are, despite the fact that they are Germans and usually Germans are really planning people. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. And one of the things I like about your service is that it's not 
So there's different ways to be a tour guide, right? You can do it as you offer public tours and these are the days, these are the times, these are the tours you offer. You can even do a private tour where you're listening to somebody, right? Which is more or less what I feel you do where somebody's coming to you, whether they are, I'm going to say, stuck up and strict versus chill and relax, right? And anything in between where they have certain interests they want or like certain things they want to do or like. And it's you being that guide to them to say, yeah, this is a good idea. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Let's go in this direction based on your interests. So you really think of the consumer, the traveler, the tourist in mind anytime somebody books a tour with you, right? I'm going to say more or less is that more of the direction you go in. Yeah, it's just that. I like, what I like is going with the flow. I call it Let's go with the flow. But I always ask people because there are some people that are not made for that. There are people that get stressed if you just go with the flow. They want to know where they are going, how long are they going to be there. We also do that. We are very good. But we have to be uh, to tell that one of our strengths is improvising. It's like, uh, yeah, really going with the flow, being able to go with the flow, not just our flow, but people's flow. So. Absolutely. I think as a tour guide, right, it's you listening to your traveler, your tourist, your consumer, your client to understand their wants, needs and desires and kind of moving, you know, like water, right, like the flow and understanding that. So then you're able to give them a better experience and they're able to have a really good experience. So I I love that. And one of the questions I want to ask you, too, because your English, I feel, is very good. For me, I don't speak Espanol, right? I don't speak Spanish. And one of the things I've realized in Colombia is unless you are in a touristy area, which I can argue really anywhere, I found it a little difficult to try to talk to people because most people don't know English. Would you argue that really having that buddy or that person with you is imperative when going to Colombia to help you navigate and get around? Because for me as an American, right, and knowing English... And I would say a lot of people who may not know Spanish, that could be a downfall as to why somebody wouldn't go to Colombia or think about it. I guess I want to know, like, is English getting to be popular or do more people know it and understand it? Just a little bit more of context around that. So about your question, if it is imperative, like, to be with somebody that speaks English, no. People don't need, so I would be a liar if I say, like, you need us, you need somebody to go around. If you are a person that you can, like, uh, you are open mind and you can uh, don't mind about speaking with your body and so on, I am sure like you will still have a good experience. But what we can promise is that when you are with a body, we will do our best for you to have the best time you can. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, of course, having somebody that speaks Spanish it makes it easier. And the thing is that we try people to understand what's going around. Yeah. Sometimes like, for example, the other day we were biking around Bogota, which is very nice. Like I love this is like, I always go rollerblading everywhere in, in the city. I never, I use my car just with my dogs. But uh, for example, we're uh, visiting an area that is very non-touristy area, but has lots of graffitis. And there was a group of people, uh, just like many people, like on the street and speaking and so on. Like, usually, 
even we Colombians, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's something you see like, why are they there? Yeah, but my Spanish skills <laughs> let me ask them, what are you doing there? Then, uh, so actually I end up asking. Actually, I love more than asking myself. I like people having the chance, like being the bridge for people to interact with other people, not just with me, because if they just interact with me, that doesn't make it interesting, yeah? Because, yeah, then they will get bored about me because, yeah, maybe I am. Yeah, I don't think that. I think it's really the translation, you know, and a lot of things can get lost in translation through hand movement. You know, one of the things I would tell any listener listening to this, Google Translate is your best friend, if you really are in trouble, right, and you don't know a language, I think it's a better way to communicate, right? It may not be the best way if you're not fluent, but I do feel it's a better way. I'd love to segue into some of your services that you offer. What are some of your most requested services that people reach out to you for? For example, the Google Translator. You can also have a body, a virtual body. Like if you are in a travel, you just call us and we will help you by phone immediately, you know? So that's one of our service, the virtual body service. That was something that uh, we created with the COVID <laughs> because we, you know, many people got stuck in Colombia when and there was like lots of uncertainty, like people didn't know what was going on. People that didn't know Spanish didn't know like what were the rules, if they could go out and buy food, like where they could go, like the exemptions and so on. And actually, so the virtual body service became one of our uh, strengths, our number one uh, services during the COVID. And nowadays, that's one of the things we do. We help people not only plan their trips, that's part of it, but also when they get in trouble and they need help from a friend here by phone, it doesn't have to be like personally, we do that. And besides that, it's like anything you can do with a good friend. Even if that's sitting down and having a beer on a bench in a park in Colombia and just speaking about what we do, the problems we have, or even your problems. Uh, so anything you can do with a good friend. So I love that. And one of the, so this leads me to another question. What's one of the craziest things? So let me backtrack a second. You offer pretty much anything, right, as a buddy or a good friend. Anything legal, legal. Legal, yes, of course. <laughs> no narcos or anything, so that's good to know. No sex, no drugs. <laughs> okay, no, that's very important. What's one of the crazy, so then beside that is a crazy thing, but what's one of the craziest things that somebody has requested for that you were able to achieve? Like, we have so many nice stories with that. The ones like more than crazy is like that made us proud. Uh, for example, there was a couple coming for artificial insemination. They wanted a child so much. And so they got in trouble like at the airport when they arrived. Uh, the husband was from Haiti. He needed a visa. There was a big mess because they were going to lose like all the process. So we had to move everything here in Colombia to make it work for him to be able to sit down. I remember it was a Wednesday where he had to be here, you know, that humanly, usually the woman is like prepared with the hormones and so on. So we did, we moved the world 
for the husband to be able to be in Colombia. So for him to enter Colombia and be on Wednesday there, and actually they did make it. So after months, they sent us, oh, we're pregnant. And then they have sent us all the videos uh, about that. So that is like something that makes us, you know, it's like, it's not so when you tell like you get to interest to get to know the interest of of people and so on get to know your clients more than that is we like getting to know them and getting into their lives yeah getting into their hearts that's our goal more than showing them everything is like getting to know them and for them to get to know us that's a beautiful message. Um, first of all, that's a wild story, and we'll, we'll unpack that in a second. But your message of that, I really just feel that's so powerful that you want to get into their heart, you want to get into their soul, because when you think about travel, right, of course you can do a tour, but if it's not a tour that aligns with you or an experience that aligns with you, it's not really going to matter, right? I think it is so much deeper than that when you travel. It enriches your soul, it enriches your heart, it changes your life. And if you are able to help these people do whatever they need, (laughs) even with that story, right, you've changed someone's life forever. And that is a powerful, powerful message. But that is a wild story. I was not expecting you to say that. I have, it's like the stories I like the most. Of course, we have lots of like touristic stories. We have made an old couple hitchhike in the middle of Colombia, something they have never done and several crazy stuff. But yeah, the ones that touch my heart, like the most for most of us, for most of the bodies is like we made something important. Yeah. Yeah, you're changing people's lives. And I think that's powerful. And you exceed people's wildest expectations. And I, I love that. And even in the craziest way possible, I still think that's a powerful message. But I'd love to go into Colombia for a second. And I'd love to talk about, I'm going to say the top three to five cities that you think people should check out in Colombia that I'm going to say are, are safe-ish, right? I don't think anywhere is quote unquote, the safest place in the world. But I'm assuming you're going to say something like Cartagena or maybe Barranquilla, but are there any other cities that you think are worth checking out that as a tourist, right, as a foreigner, you think are pretty good to check out and go to? I was not going to say Cartagena. Actually, actually, I'm not a big fan. I love Cartagena and so it's so romantic and so on, but (laughs) it's not one of my favorite places. Like I love small towns. Because there are so many nice towns, beautiful towns in Colombia. Like any direction you take, any, the towns are so different. So yeah, if I mention towns, I cannot make you use five. So, but you ask me for cities, right? So cities, towns, I mean, anything, put it this way. I want it to be a city or town that is a hidden gem, but I want it to be kind of easy for a foreigner to get to, right? Because I think a lot of times when you travel outside of your comfort zone, your senses are on high alert and you want to be mindful and careful, right? You want to know where you're going and not get kidnapped or something terrible. So I want- You can get kidnapped by a body. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I think you. Can, it, it's a scary thing, but it's it's true and it can be anywhere. So no, I don't. We do have, we do have experience, that, experience that is called the kidnap body experience. Ooh, yeah. So I don't want to, I want to try to find safer towns or safer cities for people that to go to that are easy to go to. Do you have any that you recommend? Easy to go to. They're like, for example, 
Salento is a beautiful town. It's a small town, but it's, it has it is near to Cocora uh, Valley. It's like so beautiful. I actually was here this weekend. That is in the coffee area region. That is a town. For example, close in Santander, there is a very, very small town, very few people know about, that is Gambita. It has lots of rivers in the area and it's like uh, very few people visit that and it's amazing. I love people visiting. <laughs> that is like something I have like in my heart. For example, my mother's hometown that is Charala, also full of rivers and stuff. It has colonial architecture. Actually, many, many towns in Colombia has colonial, they have colonial architecture. But for example, that I love not only because if it's my is my mother's town hometown, but it's like the vibe, like how people live there and so on. So for me, Bogota, even though the, it is the capital, yeah, and most of the people they are afraid because most of like like the worst stories are told about Bogota. But in Bogota, you also have many places when you can feel safe most of the people they tell us oh no but it is not like the feeling i have here is not what i told it's not that i feel unsafe and so on they have told us that yeah because yeah that's one thing is the image but for me bogota is a must bogota actually when i began living here in bogota back when i came for university here I hated Bogota. I hated Bogota because it was cold for me, because it rained harder than in my hometown that was uh, warm. I hated that in many different senses. But then when I discovered that Bogota has so many things to offer, and then in any direction you take, you find something to do. When I began to give myself the chance to discover Bogota, is like I am now in love with this town and I can tell you that I hated this town I really when I came because here in Colombia we are very regionalistic and I was not I come from Bucaramanga and I was no Bucaramanga is the best we have the best the people don't so and then yeah Bogota is like it has several stuff if you want culture if you want um, museums if you want nature whatever you want Bogota has it that's good to know. I think that's important. You know, my husband went to Bogota a couple years ago, and he loved Bogota, actually. He speaks a little bit of Espanol, right, a little bit of Spanish, but he really enjoyed being there, and he loved the views. He loved the culture. He was very surprised, to be honest, and I think it was quite interesting when he was telling me more about Bogota. So I love that you've mentioned some of those things because I think that that's awesome, and I think that's a good place for people to check out and go to if you're not – too sure about Colombia, but you still want to be in a city. It's just the biggest thing is being careful, right? It's like I would say that going to Paris, right? I had a friend of mine had something, you know, her wallet getting stolen, right? Like it happens anywhere. So I love that you said that. I want to get into coffee for a second because Colombia is very famous for coffee. And I'd love to know how the best way to drink coffee, the best places to buy coffee, the best brands. Like, give me everything about coffee because I think coffee in America, right? I'll speak to America for a second. It is such a staple in people's lives. You know, there's Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts as big players in the game. But there's also a lot of small um, coffee places coming up and cafes and people just making coffee every day. So I'd love to know, like, best ways to drink it, best places to buy it, best brands, just to give us a little bit of more detail about coffee. Okay, 
I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm not a coffee expert. My <laughs> girlfriend loves coffee, yeah. I like coffee and I, like I have had like several coffee tours and I know all the process and so on. But my taste is, uh, I love The coffee smell, the taste, but I don't really, I'm not an expert. So. Me, me, it's okay. I'm not, I don't drink a lot of coffee either. So then tell me about. No, 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 but don't worry. I can't speak about it. Sorry. Oh, okay. No. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, so for me, the thing is, uh, for example, people think, oh no, Colombia, they produce coffee. And actually, yeah, we do drink lots of coffee, but uh, we also drink that people don't know lots of cacao, lots of chocolate, hot chocolate is a big thing, yeah? The process is very similar, yeah? So I am more into chocolate because of my childhood, but it's the same process. And so thinking about places to buy it here, I do know the places. Like, for example, there is a small place here in the in downtown in Bogota that is uh, in the Calle Tent uh, between Carrera, yeah, Calle Tent between Carrera Tent and Carrera 8. Arte y Pasión Café. So they give you there like more than the coffee, the experience. And what I like about being there is that they have coffees from different regions of Colombia because most of the people think, no, in Colombia, the coffee is just produced in a certain region, right? That is not true. Here, everything grows everywhere, yeah? And we have coffee even like in the top, in the Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta. Uh, we have down in Nariño, we have coffee. Yeah, so there is a region recognized for being the triangle, the coffee triangle that is Armenia, Pereira, Rizalda, and so on, uh, where the most coffee is produced, but we have very good quality everywhere. So one of the things I like there is you can buy and see the difference between the coffees because some are stronger, some are uh, softer. For me, are the same, but the people that have the taste for it, <laughs> they know it, they feel it, yeah? So it's like if you want a coffee from Pasto, yeah, from Nariño. And you know every year they have this all these contests when they have like the best coffee of the world and so on. So we have had different winners. We have had winners in Santander, my region where I was born, in La Mesa de los Santos, that I have very, very good quality. Uh, so they have won like the first place, like the best coffee in the world uh, this year, yeah? So if you want like people who are in Bogota, that is place I recommend. They also have the different methods of preparation. But what I like the most is just going to the farms and getting to know and getting the coffee. Do you take tourists there? I guess my yeah, question sure. is... Okay. Of course, we have even in any city, even in Medellin, we have... Uh, coffee farms close by we visit from small farmers here in Bogota we also have there is one that is big that is very known that is called Coloma which they have even like they can show you like in English what's going on we prefer like we sometimes go there but we prefer more like going and support small farmers and uh, so we go for example to Don Victor's farm and he is a farmer and he shows us around and he shows us the process and then all the drinks he prepare with uh, even alcoholic drinks with uh, cannabis and coffee and uh, not just coffee but because usually um They have like the biggest thing is coffee, but they around they have other stuff like I was telling you, cacao, oranges, and many different fruits because here in Colombia everything everything grows. <laughs> yeah, because of the climate, right? I went in when I mentioned I went in January. 
It was wonderful. It was so hot and it was just fantastic. And from what my local friend told us, weather-wise, like, tell me if I'm wrong. January to July is kind of your hot season. And then I believe it starts to rain like September, October. It's like more of a rainy season. And then it kind of picks back up again. Is that more or less the weather? Is there a better time to go to Columbia versus other times? Just to give the listeners an idea of like when to plan their trip to Columbia. It is about weather. Actually, weather is crazy like now, right now, everywhere. Like before there were like rules like that, like in the second half, it rains more and so on. But nowadays it's like you don't know what's going to happen. You really don't know. Even you are expecting, even I always tell people the weather forecasting in Bogota, for example, doesn't work at all. If people say, oh no, this is going to rain the whole day. Yeah, that's anywhere though. I think that's anywhere. All weather is crazy. Yeah, but then here in Colombia is one thing, you know, like we have the almost the same climate, like in terms of temperature, we have the same temperature all year long. Yeah, because we don't have seasons. Yeah, but what we do have is different climates within the country. Yeah, because... I am here in Bogota. Bogota, for us, some people, like, if they are from hot weather cities, they would say Bogota is a fridge. But we have colder uh, cities than Bogota, yeah? And uh, we have very cold cities, very cold parts. But, for example, you are in Bogota and you drive for five minutes and you are in a hot weather town. And why we do have that? Because of the mountains we have. So you can choose the weather you want any time of the year, Yeah. That's always nice. Yeah, it is. So, and it is. And in, in, here in Bogota, you're in Bogota and, ah, you want colder weather. Oh, okay, let's go north. Let's go to Tunja. That is a fridge for me. Actually, my girlfriend was living there when we met and I went to visit her. And it was terrific for me because I'm, I was not made for that. Like, for example, I hate snow because, yeah, I cannot get out, yeah? So, but if you go west, if you go south... Then you have hot weather towns, yeah? If you go east, like to Chuachi area and so on, you have a weather like a bit warmer than Bogota, but still cold, yeah? So it's a box of surprises like here. Bogota's weather is a box of surprises, but here like different. At Cartagena, you were there, it's very hot, yeah? Yes, it was very hot for January, which again, it's nice because where I live in the Northeast in America, it's cold in January. So you want to escape the cold to go somewhere warm, which was lovely. You know, you can't go wrong with that type of weather. But I'd love to wrap up with a, like two more questions. I always hate to wrap these, but it has to some, kind of end somewhere. But my first question to you is if you could name one or two non-touristy experiences that you really feel people should do when they go to Colombia? Are you able to name them just generally, whether it's hiking, it's a beach, it's visiting a town, it's trying a food, like anything that you think is really special to Colombia that's something that's non-touristy, that's like a hidden gem? Cheering a New Year celebration with a Colombian family. Wow. Is one thing that I would recommend everybody doing. So uh, you were asking me about the best time to go to Colombia and so on. I love December's mood. Here in Colombia, usually people's mood is very like, we are very kind. Like here people are, and we like tourists. We like foreigners. We always care. Like everybody in the streets, they will try to say hi, even if they don't speak uh, the language and so on. And uh, so, but even though we are kind the whole year long, 
in December, we are more kind. <laughs> so, and for me, having the experience to really know how families get together, I, we have had the chance to have this experience with uh, some people uh, in our families, in Abadi's families. I love that because I know that, and I have experienced that in different countries. And and I do think that's special in Colombia. So why December? Is it just because of the holidays? Uh, it's because people's mood is different. It's like people, I don't think they're productive. People are not productive in Colombia. Like I think companies lose lots of, <laughs> lots of money like in terms of productivity this month. Because people, even though they don't have vacation, even if they don't have vacations, they are in a vacations mood. We have something called the novenas. So that is nine days before Christmas. Every day before Christmas, we get together with families in the shopping centers, in the companies. We do something that is like praying, but more than praying, it's an excuse for getting together. So then you begin feeling this this thing that I have never experienced in our countries. And I thought that, you know, when I was backpacking, I thought that was, for example, a, a tradition everywhere in Latin America. And then it was not. <laughs> it was just Colombia. So then people are like in a normal mood and there is food everywhere. And then everybody wants to welcome. People here are very welcoming. People do have this barrier that is the language that is but when people are not afraid of interacting and getting and sharing with people and, and asking them with their body or like using the Google Translator or calling us or whatever, yeah, they will see how it's like, uh, for example, for me, like it's what makes, yeah, Colombia has so many, lots of diversity, biodiversity in terms of culture, the way we dress, the way we speak, everything, but the like for me the best of Colombia is the people. I do think that Colombian people are special and that's why it makes people experiences special. And imagine if that's all year long, the mood we have usually in Christmas is, is even much better, much kinder like yeah so that's beautiful I love that I think it's unfortunate more places and countries don't do that but I think that's a beautiful reason to visit Colombia but it's a beautiful reason to celebrate life and it's always nice to do it around the holidays right it's, it's an excuse to get together and to think about things right no matter what it is going on in your life so I really love that and my last question before we wrap up it's a question I love to ask at the end of every episode is how do you want people to feel when they experience your tours your experiences your services with you at Colombian Buddy I want them to feel that I am their friend that's my goal. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, my goal is to steal their hearts. <laughs> I want them to have the feeling that they really have a friend here. Of course, the feeling of having uh, experienced many things and so on. Yeah, that's wonderful and so on. But I do really want them to feel that they have somebody in Colombia that cares about them. That's a beautiful message. I love that. And I think the friendship factor is really nice because you want to go somewhere and feel like you made a friend, right? That you built a connection with somebody. So I absolutely love that message. But I always hate to wrap these up because I learn so much each and every episode. But Mappa, I cannot thank you enough again for coming on, sharing so much knowledge, wisdom, and insight, right? Onto Columbia, your business Colombian buddy, and some of the crazy stories you have. I don't think I will ever forget that story of how you got that couple to 
have a baby. That is like the beauty of life. I just, I'm still like in shock about that in a good way, but I think that's a beautiful story. I'd love for you to shamelessly plug away all of your social media, your website, and most importantly, how can people book services with you? So yeah, you find us everywhere, like at Colombian Body. So yeah, that's in Instagram, Facebook. Actually, we are pretty new with our social media because before we were not strong on that. We were focused on just sharing with people and not doing much publicity and so on. But yeah, at Colombian Body everywhere. And uh, we have our website, colombianbody.com. There we have our WhatsApp. You can also contact us through WhatsApp. And you can book us. So when if you contact us through our website, it, it comes to our email that is either colombianbody at gmail.com or info at colombianbody.com. And um, uh, yeah, our WhatsApp, plus 57317651078. So in any way you can contact us, we can set up an experience. And yeah, if you get in trouble, call us. <laughs> I think you're a great help for that, for sure. I know you offer so much, but definitely if you need help, I think that's one of the most unique and interesting services I have to hear about. So I love that. And again, thank you so much, Mappa, for coming on. It's been wonderful. Thank you, you, for inviting us. Thank you, you, for letting us have this time in your blog. And we wish you all the best. And we wish we can meet uh, personally someday and share coffee if you want a coffee or maybe uh, a, all a, the above. A juice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into Travel Experiences Reimagined podcast. Click the subscribe button to learn about a new tour guide or host each week, where you'll find out more about how they got started, talking in detail about their experience, and any fun facts or tips that they'd like to share. Do you have an experience that you would like others to learn about, whether it is a tour, excursion, adventure, or experience? Fill out our form online, on our website, at www travelexperiencesreimagined.com for a chance to share your story and experience so others can learn more about what you have to offer.